Thank you for joining us. It's such a privilege to share God's Word together like this. And I really appreciate the effort you're putting in to keep on following us, to keep on tuning in, to keep on opening yourself up for God to work through His Word, through Scripture in your life, in my life. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come today into your presence. Thank you that you are with each one of us. doesn't matter where we are. doesn't matter who we are. But at this moment that we are in your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you build our lives up with your word. That you show us direction. That you help us to, to change, to grow, to become the people you want us to be. Thank you that we can always know that your words will will accomplish what it started out to do in our lives. We trust you, Lord Jesus. We trust that you will work in our lives. We trust that our lives are in your hand. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. They say that trust must be earned. Trust isn't something that just happens. Trust is something that you need to build a healthy relationship with God, with people. And if you can't trust someone, you can't have a deep, meaningful relationship. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the story of, of, of creation and how, how the Lord created heaven and earth and he created man. And at the end of everything that he created, he said it was very good. And we talked about the whole, the whole idea that, that when God finished his creation, he was really excited. He was really happy with what he did because he, he, he knew the full potential of who we can be, who we can become. And then it is strange. To read the next pages in scripture, how everything turned in another direction. Um, let's read about that. Genesis chapter 3. First we're going to read two verses in chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Um, uh, start with two, chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat... Of it, you will certainly die. And then chapter 3. Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, We may eat from fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. That's interesting. The Lord never told them not to touch it. He said, don't eat about it. Don't eat it. For you will certainly not die, the snake said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in a garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, Where are you? Let's just read until there. One of the biggest stumbling blocks for our faith to grow for our healthy relationship with the Lord is the fact that it's sometimes difficult for us to trust Him. Sometimes things happen. Maybe you've prayed for something that you didn't get. Maybe there's some kind of trouble in your life or, or difficulty you have to face and you ask the Lord to, to, to help you through it and to provide something and it didn't happen. Maybe that dented your trust in the Lord. Um, maybe you, you, you asked him for growth. Maybe you asked him for change and it didn't happen. And, and maybe that's one of the reasons why it's difficult for you to trust the Lord. Maybe you read something in scripture that didn't make sense, that you don't understand. Maybe you can't bring together certain parts in scripture that, um, that we don't understand as well. And it makes you this, it, it makes you trust God less. Because you can't believe that the God of love could allow certain things to happen. Maybe there's, there's, there's discrepancies in, in, in your understanding of Scripture, which makes you to doubt God, to doubt His love for you. Maybe, maybe something happened in your history. Maybe, maybe something happened to you, which makes you doubt God. And it's understandably because we say, trust takes time. But we need to trust the Lord if we want to have a relationship with Him. And, and, and that's what, what happened here in this whole story. The whole story is about do you trust God enough to be faithful? Do you trust God enough to do what He asks you to do? We read how Satan came to Eve with a lie. He told her, you would never die. Um, verse 4, you will certainly not die. He's actually saying what God told you is not the truth. You can't trust him. And that's one of the deepest Challenges for our faith is our God trustworthy? Is the God that we serve trustworthy? Um, Satan comes with the with the account when he says that you, you, he's not good. He, he he lied to you. He's 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 bringing rules in the game that's not necessary to be there because you can be like God. And he actually tells Adam tells Eve that he's not fully trustworthy. And why, if you don't trust him, do you still want to do what he asks you to do? You can be your own boss. You can make your own decisions. And he makes the lie beautiful. He says you will live forever. Your eyes will be open. You will know things. And it happens. The woman, we read about that 
in, in, in verse 5, verse 6, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good and pleasing and desirable, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them opened. It's amazing. She acts as if she was God's equal. God doesn't know what's good and bad for me. I know. I will make the decision. How sad is it that we believe the lie of Satan. We believe the lies that are told that we can't trust God. We can't trust his word. We can't build our life on that. How sad is it that we believe the lie that the Lord doesn't know better than we know ourselves. And that his plan with us is not a good plan. Which actually means that we don't really need God anymore. You see, that's a difficult thing about trust. If we don't trust him, we don't give our lives fully over to him. If we don't trust him, we think that we are. Uh, with that, we actually say that we're in charge of our own lives and that we don't need God anymore. If we say we don't trust him, we say that we've got a better plan for our lives that God has. That's what Eve did. That's what Adam did in the story. They actually decided God's plan for them isn't, isn't good. God's plan for them is, is not the best there is. There must be something else and something more. So let's listen to all kinds of stories. Let's listen to lies. Let's listen to half-truths. Because we don't trust God. Sad is we must trust that God knows better. We must trust the fact that God looking out for us and his plans for us are better than the plans we have for ourselves. God is good. Genesis 1 tells, told us that. When he finished creation, it said it was very good. God's plan with us is good. Sometimes it's difficult to, 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 to believe it. Sometimes things doesn't work out in our lives. Sometimes there's, there's trouble in our lives. Sometimes we prayed for things we didn't receive. Sometimes the Lord told us, no, I'm not going to give you something. But if we're honest, we can never be like God. We can never be as good as God is. We can never be as wise as God is. And still we believe Satan's lie. The lie that he came to you was you will live forever. And if we're honest, it's not possible. It's one of those pie in the sky one day when you die promises. But because we, we don't trust God, we believe lies about him, lies about scripture, lies about faith. We believe half-truths that are told to us. God's plan was life, life in fullest. That's why he sent Jesus. When he created heaven and earth, it was for, for, for man to have a place to live. Jesus said, I'm the truth, I'm the way, I'm the life. 
Um, so, 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 so God's plan was always for us to live forever. There's nothing Satan can give. There's, there's nothing the world can give and promise us that will give you that. Doesn't matter what the lie is. The, the Hebrew word for, for life is the word chayim, which means life with God and life with other peoples in God's presence. That was God's plan from the beginning. Satan lied to Adam and Eve. He's lying to us the whole time. Because death is to be without God. God forsaken places. You, you, you have heard that sometimes in movies, used, sometimes in literature, they talk about God forsaken places. Places where there's not able to live. Places where no one can live and survive. God forsaken places. When God's far away, when your relationship with God is in a position where you experience him far away, you understand what it is to be dead. Because life without God means we're dead. And that's what happened at the end of the story when God took Adam and Eve out of, out of the Garden of Eden and said, sorry, you're on your own. That's what it means to die. If we're on our own and we experience, few of us experienced something like that during lockdown where we were on our own. We didn't have friends around. We didn't have family around. We had to survive and it wasn't easy. And you know how difficult it is even now to go back, to build up relationships, to, to, to trust people again, to look people in the eye, to get close to people. We've got this, we've got this worry the whole time still. Am I going to be okay? Am I going to survive? Lord's promise is life and life eternal. Do you trust him for that? Or are you going to believe the lie? That's something else and someone else can give you that. It's interesting. Often thought about the fact that why did God tell them that you're not allowed? You can have every, all of the trees, fruit in the whole of the God, but not this one. Why? Um, why, why stop with this? Why can't give them all, everything from the start? Um, if I read the story about the creation, it's interesting that God creates space for man to live. Give the opportunity to, to have life in full and, and to give them responsibility to, 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 to live, to work, to, to multiply, to take responsibility for life on earth. He trusts them with that. He trusts us with that. He, he, he created, God's plan was to create space where we can make life possible on earth. But to do that, he had to put down certain restrictions. Don't know if any of you ever bungee jump. You know, a bungee jump has got restrictions. It's the, it's the cables that tie around your feet. That's the restrictions. But without that restrictions, it's impossible to enjoy bungee jumping because then you're just free diving to your death. 
So to enjoy bungee jumping, you've got to have the restrictions. You've got to have the rules that keeps you alive. Isn't that the same we do in relationships, in, in our marriages, that we say, sorry, there's certain things that's not allowed in our marriage. Isn't that what we're saying that we do with our kids? You say, sorry, you're not, not allowed to do that. I'm not going to let you do that. Isn't that what's happening at your work? The same thing. There's certain things you're not allowed to do. Why? To make life difficult for you? Or to bring the best out of you? You see, God told them not to eat from the tree because God actually is telling them, trust me, I know best. Um, because trust challenges us to take responsibility. And the bigger the, the bigger the challenge for responsibility, the bigger the trust will grow. The more God realizes he can he can he, he, he can trust you, the bigger responsibility is going to give you. He told Adam and Eve, the whole earth is your responsibility. That's how much I trust you. And still they didn't believe him. We know choices we make as consequences. And the sad part is what happened with Adam and Eve. Their eyes opened. But what they discovered is that they were ashamed of each other. How sad is that? God created them and they were good. They chose a different part and the first thing they discovered were that they were not good enough for each other to be accepted unconditionally. Suddenly there's there's something that makes them want to hide, want to put things away, want to cover things up. We are ashamed sometimes of what we've done, who we are, who we became. We are ashamed sometimes to look people in the eye because of wrong choices we made. Because we sometimes knew we hurt people. We are ashamed of the sometimes of the people we became, the choices we made. And that's why Adam and Eve hide, hide for God. I remember I once read a story about this boy that decided to play hooky. Missed school the day, went to the big city. Afterwards, Later, he writes in his own story, he said, You know what? I didn't feel guilty about what I did. I felt lonely. Because that's what sin does. It, 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 it breaks up this relationship we have with, with God. It breaks up this relationship we have with people. It hurts our relationships. That's why the Lord says, You must trust me. And trust my restrictions and trust what I tell you in scripture to do because at the end of the day, this will prevent heartache in your life and in your relationships. Sin breaks this community we have with God. Sin breaks up relationships. We all know about that. We've got to learn 
trust God. Trust his word. We've got to trust that God knows best for us. We've got to trust him when he tells us to do something or he tells us not to do something. Because he knows better. He's got a good track record. He's a God that loves us. Maybe you, it's not easy for you to trust God. Maybe you've done things in your life that you're ashamed about. Maybe, maybe you made wrong choices. Maybe you hurt someone in relationships. Maybe you were unfaithful to God. Do you think there's a way back? Because building trust takes time, that's what we said. The story of the Bible doesn't end with Adam and Eve's wrong choice. The story goes on. And the next thing we read is how the Lord come looking for them. Verse 9 says, But the Lord called to the man, Where are you? Isn't that amazing? That Lord is still looking for us. Doesn't matter what we did. It doesn't matter how much we disappointed him, how much we disappoint ourselves or, or the people close to us. And maybe he could have stopped along, stopped caring a long time ago. Maybe he could have given up on us a long time ago. But we can trust him that he will come looking. And that he will keep on looking for us, calling out to us. He wants us to come back and trust him again. Because he's good. Because he's got good plans for you. So that's my prayer. That you will listen to his voice. That you won't turn away. That you won't stay in a position of shame and guilt. You can come back. You can answer him. Say, here we are. Here I am. Please take me back. I will learn to trust you again. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that we can trust you. Trust that you're a good God. That you love us. That you've got good plans for us. And even if we mess up and make mistakes, that you are, that you will still come looking for us to bring us back. Well, Jesus, sorry for everything we did wrong in our lives in this week, how we hurt people, how we hurt ourselves, how we hurt you, about the choices we made that wasn't right. How we sometimes think that we know better. How we sometimes think that it's no, we can make our own choices. We can't, Lord Jesus, and we don't want to. We want the life that you are giving. And no one else has that life. Look into our hearts. Change our minds. And make us the people you want us to be. Thank you that you will never give up on us. That we can trust you for that. 
Amen. We have opportunity to bring your offerings. You see there's a lot of options available. Um, thank you for everyone that's giving faithfully throughout this whole time. We appreciate that very much. May the Lord bless you. It's my prayer that you will experience the Lord's faithfulness in this week. Um, it's my prayer that you will experience how he listens and answers your prayers. How he will be with you every step of the way. How he will shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.